It is March 15th, 2021. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. It has been so long that Kevin can't cork pop the way he used to. It's been so long that I had to pour an extra tall to make up for. <laughs> That's sweet tea. Don't Ooh. lie. Don't lie. I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Mr. Kevin Bradley and the venerable Dan James. I think hey, how's it going? You're a judge, right? Like, I can call you the venerable, or no, honorable. The honorable Dan James. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. I you show up in one of those. Do one I'm a judge. So. Yeah, that's show, up in, <laughs> show up in one of those powdered wigs like you're uh you're going to uh court in england it's such a weird like spectacle isn't it dan is it like is it being over here for so long do you look back at that and see like the guys in the wigs and stuff in court i mean i guess i i just you know you would see it on the tv and you would just i mean that's just kind of the way it was see how american you are you call it tv you don't even call it the telly anymore the te- I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, so where yeah, are you at on this royal royal saga, Dan? Let's, let's wow. talk royal saga. So I watched. My <laughs> wife oh, is more into Jesus. it, but I watched like the second half hour of it. It's uh, not not a good look for the royal family. <laughs> I guess John Oliver's tweet that he did, well, his interview they did with Stephen Colbert like years ago, was uh, coming true. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know that's the content everybody wants to know. Thank you, guys. As always, for tuning in. It has been almost five months, I believe, since the last time we recorded. Has it really been that long? October, I think, was our last episode that we had on the feed. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's it's good to be back. It's good to see the you know the regular names in here: Brian and Richard Gordon, Elliot Beaven, Greg Fraser. Congratulations, Greg, on on baby number two. Um, Brittany S. Elliot Beaven, who I already maybe called out. Domer, Brandon, Scott. Uh, who else do we got in? Richard Gordon for right now. Yeah, Brian Richard Gordon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making us Bradley know, D. A sporadic, a sporadic. Oh, Bradley D. A sporadic uh, Monday night uh, for you guys. Before we, uh, you know, I, I think we got preseason rolling in, right? Kevin Escobar is joining us. It's good to see uh, good old Cadesco in here. Yeah, and and I thought of no better way to get ready for a return to recording after five months off than to not look up anything. So I have I no does. idea. <laughs> That's great. Brittany S is in the uh, trap in the trap saying, I have to learn our squad players names again. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's like thing, the first season all over again. The first thing that came to mind was, yes, yeah, so does Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's one player's name we we had to learn and then had to unlearn. Um, mm. Yeah, Lataro Ginetti. Unfortunately, what happened with that? Uh, as a knee injury, right, Dan? I think he failed. Yep. For, he had like a long-term knee injury, and I think Heinze took a gamble on him, and he failed his physical. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, geez. 
Yep. So the Atlanta doctor sent him back and said, uh, and it basically scuttled the deal. So he's gone back to Argentina and is now playing for Velez, like actually playing games. Oh, so how does that work? How how is he so unfit to to come into our squad during preseason? So my view of it is that they need they they're in debt. They needed to sell, so they had to sell the player, and they going to try and get whatever avenue they can to get money so they put that deal through it's fine um their doctors may have known something they may have known something may have not um the atlanta doctors saw something and said hey you guys need to look at this is this a risk you want to take and the front office said no we don't want to take this risk so he's gone back to velez but he was velez's starting center back so velez you know, they need to be competitive because they have relegation in Superliga, whereas we don't here. So they're like, can you play? He's like, yeah, I can play. All right, let's play because we need you. You're the starting center back. I don't think it's like, I think I've heard things like U.S. doctors are better than Argentinian doctors, but I think it's more of a situational um, deal with, you know, we need all our guys playing and we'll take that risk. I wonder if it's one of those things too, where yeah, I wonder if it's not mandated by the league. If your players like what what league mandated physicals and super league are? Do you have to you have to go through to get the player cleared to play again? Probably not once they're actually like on the team, right? I mean, he's a part of the team officially, so they could probably do whatever they could field him whenever they want. Kevin Durant in the playoff style, right? They can roll him out with the bum, you know, bum oh, yeah. knee if they want to, and they're not going to be subject to any scrutiny. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks for us, obviously. Um, but but you know, as we uh, if you've seen the rumors today, it's on to the next one. So Atlanta United rumoredly launched a 2.8 million bid for 50% of the rights for Alan Franco from. Uh, I think is Alan. Well, Franco Why would you from, bid for 50% of the rights for somebody though? Because I think it's Independiente wanting. Um, some leverage or gotcha. some sort of piece when he comes in. If he some if he moves back. on, I don't know. He's twenty four, I believe. So I don't think I don't see him moving on. So it's kind of like if he's here for three years, he's twenty seven. How much are you gonna really lose if no. you yeah. sell him fifty percent when he could be out? So I think it's a, thank you, Gregory Fraser. Yes, Alan, I should know that. But um, so he's supposed to be um, a decent guy as a starting centre back. He um, he seems to be pretty quick. The few highlights that I've watched, he seems to be pretty quick. He's had a lot of games for Independiente. He um, played, I think it was the first year that Barco broke into the team, and then Barco came to us afterwards. So they've played together a little bit. Um, so he is a decent signing. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits into Heinze's system because um, his... From the highlights I've seen, his speed's pretty good. He's got some vision to him. He seems like kind of cerebral. Um, the only things he's been hitting, his long ball is not like an LGP bomb where he puts it on a dime. It's more about kind of just get it up there. But we don't know how much of that system is independiente and what he's trying to get, what he's been tasked to do there with what he's going to be doing over here. So should be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm excited if if he comes. It's not it's not a deal. It's just rumors, but I'm not surprised that 
uh, we've Atlanta United's going down on that one, going yeah. down that road. To your question, Kevin, about the 50% rights, Greg, uh, Greg Fraser brings up a great point. Actually, it's kind of weird. It's kind of underwater 4D chess that it seems like this front office does all the time, like with a Gutman signing we'll talk about. But he was saying it's it's also possible that 100%, if we bought 100% of its rights, the cap hit would get too high, which is stupid, but kind of makes sense, I guess. You're almost, it's almost a loan signing at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. It's it's loan signing, but you you technically have the contract. I don't know how that works, right? Because sometimes loans are you know usually have to do a split or some sort of yeah. Um, you know, if a team wants a guy on loan bad enough, they could pay a hundred percent of his contract, and the team would probably you know the uh, the departing team would probably be happy to send him off. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's very weird the way that that stuff works. There's got to be some sort of language written into the contract saying yes we own 50 percent. you do but he's going to be our play he's going to play for us like yeah. you can't just recall him you have to pay whatever so brian brings up a good point um well first he said uh, his his second child is on the way next week which is awesome congratulations that's fantastic news um that is brian fantastic also- it's yeah. easy going from one to two kids oh it's so <laughs> easy how's it going from eight to nine Oh well, when you get to that point, I mean, you can just put let him sleep outside. Dan Dan's trying to do a remake of the great daytime sitcom from the early '90s, just the ten of us. Uh, I'm just which surprised I don't think it, ever aired in like prime time. I think it just came on as like a USA rerun. In <laughs> it was a made for USA afternoon rerun. I'm just glad that while he's wearing that headset, he hasn't reminded me that my car's warranty has expired and tried to renew <laughs> me for a new policy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love I those voicemails. Terrible. Those voicemails have come so much lately. It's like, press one to get removed from our list. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't yeah. I just, why didn't I pick up? I could have pressed yeah. the button. It's not working. Uh, Silence no, he said, uh, That's why yeah. my voicemail is just me pressing one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he said it's, the, uh, it's no, it's no greeting. It's just me holding uh, on the one button. So, he, but Brian says the best signing of the off season is Paul McDonough. It's certainly so. We've had like a perfect storm this off season of bringing in Paul McDonough, bringing in Gabriel Heinze, and Darren Neal seemingly being unleashed a little bit too, at least in the public, in the public eye. And not that he's ever been that, um, that you know, controlled or whatever by the team. But I feel like, I don't know, his media presence has been even better lately. And then just there's so much activity. You have a new coach. You have a a league like MLS where you have revolving revolving door for every single team to begin with. And then you add a new coach and underperforming players. And just, it's, it's fun. But I mean, legitimately, it's like, you do have to learn these players. I don't sit and watch the uh, whatever, like the scout scout nation videos that come up on on YouTube. I think more importantly, the one thing I need to learn in this off season is if I get cable, how many people can you share your account with? Because uh, this whole Sinclair thing is going to still screw so many people. And I don't know, has the team even said what they're going to do for attendance this year? We're a month away and we still haven't gotten season tickets yet. I am going to purchase a VPN and stream the games on ESPN+. Plus. Mm. That's what my, my – and I think you can get them for like 10 bucks a month. Mm. 
So. Yeah, the the free ones are a little unreliable. Like Opera has a free built-in VPN. I think Firefox now has a built-in VPN too. But I had I had kind of really? issues with yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Firefox is all about the the privacy. They have all like, kinds of really cool tools. I mean, how much Comcast cable isn't that much more than YouTube TV? And if you can split it's it, it's not with, anymore. If you already yeah. have Comcast, like it's yeah. I don't know. It's I think it was like an extra twenty bucks a month for us yeah. to get two hundred twenty channels. And yeah, and and like, they have the Xfinity streaming app and stuff like that. I just need to do a little bit more digging, but I might have to switch over I, I mean i love youtube tv don't get me wrong but um this whole sinclair group thing I, i'm not going to be able to go through a whole season again like last year not watching games and there doesn't seem to be any relief coming anytime soon for people that have <laughs> youtube tv and hulu and the rest yeah. of it so i wonder if we could reach out to kevin escobar's point he said incoming hb4d brought to you by nord vpn i mean <laughs> i think no 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 because nord was the one that had all the issues with all the podcasts were like uh, we have to come out and we have to say that uh, we're sorry that we were advertising them because they I think they were the ones that had the uh, the whole data breaches a while back. But or they were selling people's uh, information or whatever. No, but. fuck that. H before D brought to you by H before D. That's one thing I have on my list is to make some more stuff this year. Um, we didn't do anything last year, but um, in the past, obviously, we've done the hats and shirts and scarves and stuff like that so we're gonna try to put some stuff together this season for sure yeah we got dirty bird person in here christian mills oh mills i miss you buddy i haven't seen you what happened to mills with friends i don't know he caught like four episodes in i'm I'm just really glad i'm just really glad that tim and i don't have to keep up with any other podcasts so (laughs) (laughs) i think it works for everybody H40 sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Is that one of those mobile games? It's I haven't listened to podcasts in so long. I don't know what the the current mobile mass multiplayer arena game that everybody's talking <laughs> is right now. It's like Best Fiends. Oh god. Yeah. yeah Doma, exactly. all the friends got covid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um can we go back to Brian's question, best signing of the offseason? Is Paul oh McDonough? It could be Paul, but what about could it be Gabriel Heinze? Could he be in contention for that? No, absolutely not. Not if he loses <laughs> the first two games, he's out. No, absolutely. I'll be booing all, yeah. all well, game. If he loses the first game against Orlando. I went right? I went ahead and did hashtag Heinze out just so that we could be the first people to use it. So yeah, I paid two hundred dollars for the domain name. Yeah. Um so it's an Atlanta United tradition to lose the first game of the season, though. That's I don't true. believe we've ever won one, which that's is, true. that's okay. Um, so I think, you know, we just need to make sure that, of course, everybody, you know, what what platform do I have? Everyone set expectations. No, this one? Not. You have this platform, Dan. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Check your privilege. I don't, I don't know. I've been criticized you have a headset? I know. I'm trying to get a bigger one. Giving, we should have never given Dan a. I have to answer questions every day about why we've given him a platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's let's made be out honest. of plywood. Really, it's about that tool. We're really just recording again for trains. Let's be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else that like, was like, oh, I guess that one's over. We're yeah. back. We're dead. All, all he did was summon Voltron. Mm hmm. Is three legged Voltron. <laughs> We're just all legs appropriately, Kevin uh, in the middle. That's great. Uh, <laughs> What's that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Just making a joke. Okay. Do you remember the just before we get off of this subject? Do you remember the third leg jeans commercials from uh, SNL? They had a three legged no. uh, Levi's commercial. Look that up at the end of the you know whatever oh, we're man. off. It was pretty fantastic. Those early fake SNL commercials were fantastic. So speaking of the first game of the season and that I'm talking about us losing, I've just realized that who our first game is against. Orlando, the right? Season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's what I was so, saying. He He's out. If, if he loses the first game of the season. Oh, he's out for sure. Out. What are your expectations for Joseph Martinez on the game? 16 goals. <laughs> it's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean – it's tough to say, right? Like, I don't know what any expectations are for this team at all. Like, you're coming under a, an entirely new management structure with almost an entirely new lineup. I I don't know that I really have any expectations any differently than I did under – I mean, maybe even less so than I did under Frank's first year. Like, so much of the squad is completely overhauled. Um Maybe a little bit more because I think the talent level for some of the acquisitions is maybe a little bit higher. But as far as the chemistry and what to expect from the tactics standpoint, I mean, obviously I'd love to see a win, but and and seeing Joseph back in and of itself is going to be great. But a results-driven expectation, I don't really have one as far as a win or versus a score or anything like that. What about you, Tim? Um, I don't know. I expect I expect him to. I, I know it sounds like a big, a big weight to put on his shoulders coming off of a season-ending injury last year, and you know coming off of that rehab. But I would honestly, it's less what I expect, but like less in terms of my actual like expectations of what he should do, as opposed to what I think he'll end up doing. I, I think I I expect him to score at least one goal. I don't. But I don't want to put that pressure. Not that you know me saying this puts any pressure on him, obviously. But like I wouldn't want to put that pressure on him to score. But I think he would, knowing him, he's got that on himself. Like I think he's going to be very upset if he doesn't get on the end of a end of a goal in this match. Yeah, I feel like these um, derby games are—they're always—they never meet up to your expectations. So they always seem a lot more lower scoring than than I remember. So. I'm thinking it's probably something like a a two one or something like that. Um, I I think Joseph is going to be he's should be all guns blazing, um, just in terms of his his mentality. Now whether um, whether Gabby decides to kind of like rein him in a little bit, um, I'm not sure. Just to see any sort of protection on his leg, I guess these preseason games are where we want to see that, but. Um, Hopefully, uh, yeah, obviously I'm hoping for a win. Um, I think Domo said it right. It's all Dan's fault. Hashtag Dan out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great situation for Joseph being Orlando's father, going into Camping World Stadium, <laughs> a stadium we've never lost in, um, and having that, uh, that situation play out. So it should be yeah. good. You know, Orlando melted down with um, mental, mental weakness, I'm going to say, at the end of last year. So... Uh, hope that Nanny is still pissed off about that and can not get the troops. Daryl DK stays at Barnsley, and um, everything, everything works for? there. Because he's uh, he's doing pretty well at Barnsley. Um, he's doing great at Barnsley. 
I don't know. I'm guessing his loan goes until the end of May, probably until the season's over. And then I hope so. And then he, if any, if it's anything like whenever Brad Guzan was playing at Middlesbrough, he should be stuck there until June or July, right? Like he can't make the immediate jump back. Well, he's alone. He's on. No, I think because he's on. Oh yeah, you're right. It's it's alone. It's Orlando. Yeah, we purchased him. him, So speaking of Guzan, that was a crazy thing to see in the off season is how how few players from the first year first team are still in the lineup. It's what Joseph Guzan and there's one more, right? Or is that it now? I mean, technically, from Anton Wentz, is. Oh, that's true. From when, Kevin? From the original? Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, Guzan. I guess Alec can too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Alec can, Miles Robinson. Anton Walks and Joseph Martinez, I yeah. think, are the only it's, ones. It's wild that... to see how many of those people have come and gone at this and Mike, point. And Mikey Ambrose, I guess, too. I yeah, thought we got rid of not. him in the offseason for some reason. No, we brought him back. He oh, was that's what in it was. That's Miami was. last year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So we do have this like weird revolving door type thing at left back that, again, it was it was very odd, and it's probably not worth getting Bring back Breck Shea, is that what you're saying? So many logistics. <laughs> well, I mean, we we traded a decent amount of gam, right, or allocation money to trade up to get Andrew Gutman in the re-entry draft in the MLS. However, that works, and then took him. Is it Gutman or to... is it Gutman or Gutman? I think I it's... wish it was Gutman, Gutsman from Mega Man. I thought it was Gutman, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's I know you you have stuff that you want to make. You need to make. I know it'll be next year before he's on the team, but you need a Guzman guts man from Guzman. Mega Man with uh, Andrew yeah. Gutman. I can't wait to yeah. do all the. I can't wait to recreate all the Heinz ketchup ads with uh, Gabriel Heinz. <laughs> so, so Dummer's asking, was it released? What we got from? I think it was New York Red Bulls um, for Gutman, and I think it was fifty thousand dollars in allocation money. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. So we're essentially, in the whole thought process, is we brought in Mikey Ambrose for cover for George Bello, who we're expecting probably to have a stellar year. Um, I think he's one of the players that Joe Patrick or Felipe, one of the two, was reporting during media day that Gabriel Heinz had been very uh, impressed with. Right. So the gotta be. Yeah. Um, but I think the thought process is he's going to move on next year. You bring Gutman back and Gutman's your starter at left back. He, I think he played pretty admirably at, at Cincinnati last year. Right. Um, as admirably as you can playing at Cincinnati, true. but that's yeah. a whole other. George Bellow. Yeah, I yeah, got. I can't wait to see that man take the field. He's yeah. a grown ass man now, by the way. I'm excited to see um Miles Robinson be back too. I mean, that's the other thing, is like even with last year, we had players out with injuries, not to mention just lineup changes and everything else. Like seeing the familiar faces that are returning this year will be nice, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, obviously, because you know, Miles <laughs> He didn't have the best year last year, but and neither did the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Miles. I'm really excited to see Bello. Um, yeah, just another year on with like walks in the lineup too. I can't wait to see Brooks Lennon. Can he top what he did last season? I felt like he was one of our best players. And 
it seems like a lot of people are putting or expecting Hernandez to eventually take over his role. But I don't know, Brooks Brooks Lennon really impressed me. And if if Ronaldo Hernandez can take his role, I will be he was going to be playing. No, Brooks Lennon, Brooks Lennon was the big standout last year for yeah. me as well. I mean, so obviously I'm not – you guys, I'm going to fall asleep if you go through every single player and every transition that we've made over the offseason. So give me your thoughts on – you guys have followed it way more than I have. Um, based on the acquisitions that have happened and the transfers that have also taken place from the roster last year, what do you think is still the biggest question mark for the lineup that Atlanta will likely be putting out there in the first couple of weeks of the season? Just in terms of battles or holes? No, no, just, just from a positional standpoint, you know, like to me, not knowing anything about, any of the players that have come on board, I think to me the the standout right now is at right back, right? Like the assumption is that Locks will likely be playing that position like he was originally, but with Franco gone, I don't know that you're going to have a replacement readily available that's going to provide what he provided to the team at that position. Tim, you want to go first? Well, I think that Brooks Lennon would probably – fit in right there i guess it depends really i don't know what you expect um in terms of his position on the field if you're going to deploy him as a uh, wing back i mean i i don't know i i still and think I could be wrong fit. i mean don't give me i yeah. mean mike corrects me like that's not the that that's not the assumption that anton walks would go over right back i just know that he played right back under tata and he's clearly played that position before i know that we've shifted him over to center back in the past but i don't know who plays that right back position right now? I think now. he's that's why I'm think, raising yeah. that issue. I think he's more naturally a, a center back. So yeah. I think that and honestly, it's it's really the hole that I see in this team depends on how well he plays. That that is under the assumption that that Sosa is gonna slot in and Ibarra is gonna slot into the midfield and kind of solidify that. But um I think the biggest hole or question mark at this point has to be the partner that you uh, that you pair Miles Robinson with at the back because you've seen how he's thrived under a consistent partnership, you know, in 2019, but it wasn't really that in, in 2020. I don't know how much stock you can really put into 2020. Anyway, we talked about that before, you know, the start, stop COVID everything. Would you not it, assume Mesa is going to be back there with him? Mesa went on loan. Yeah. Oh, see again, I, I don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mesa so, went back to – is he back in Argentina? Yeah, no? he went to um, Mesa's on loan with um, San Lorenzo. I did not realize that. That's right. And yeah. so we assume that he's got an option – they've got an option to buy. Uh, we don't know if he's got a recall clause in there. I'm assuming he probably – well, if he's got an option to buy, maybe not. Um, and Escobar is, you know, obviously down at Newell's Old Boys now on loan but with an option to buy. So I think the what was nerving me about centre-back was not having any depth coming in and not getting a starting-level centre-back. So with um, Alan Franco coming in, he would obviously be a starter, and then we just signed a John, um, who was a, from the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, who used to play for Orlando. I think he played one or two games with them. So now we do have some depth at CB, and if Franco comes in, 
then we've got some starting guys there. But I think Walks is we're probably looking to for him to be more of a, a center back, I would believe, with Hernandez and Lennon fighting for the right um, right back or right wing back, whichever one he wants to go with. Um, I'm assuming it seems like the game now is, you know, whether it's right back or right wing back, he's still kind of doing sort of the same role. You want them to get forward either way. Um, and then with Bello and um, he was the other guy we were just talked about. Bello and Mikey Ambrose find out left back. Uh, yeah, I'm going to what little bit. Even though I may not have kept up with everything in the offseason as much, Domer, I can go ahead and tell you Mikey at right back or right wing back is a terrible idea, which has been proven time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Then, um, Alston Lanier coming in. Uh, Mazer is at Defensa Justicia. That is exactly correct. I am wrong with San Lorenzo. So, Don't know what I'm talking about. So back to what we were saying before about trying to fill that role, whether it's right back or right wing back, I guess – my question is, if you put that role to Brooks Lennon, does he have that defensive playmaking ability comparable to what Franco provided you? Like, Certainly, I think on the offensive side of the ball, he was great last year. But defensively, I don't know that I saw enough personally to know for certain that he's, he's going to naturally fit into the more defensive side of that position uh, as well as he does on the offensive side of the attack. So that's yeah, that's I my think, that's my point. What, what do you there. guys think? You, I, I think you said center enough, back. I think I think I've seen Brooks Lennon enough um, going back and, and defending. I think he's good enough, and I think he's well worth any sort of risk that you run defensively to deploy him offensively. So, and especially in the modern game, I don't know about you, Dan. Yeah, I think the way that Heinze is probably going to deploy him, whether it's you know, if it's a right back, then, you know, he's going to go and then the other guys have to shift over to fill in the void or you get Sosa to drop back between the, the two remaining center backs like we saw Tata doing a lot. Um, or you play him, you know, you could play him as a right wing back where you play him higher up the field. Um, what was your question, Tim? <laughs> Just it's same as Dan. I I think I think he's good enough, or the same as Kevin. Sorry, Dan. I, I think he's good enough defensively to put him out there. Oh time, yeah, sorry. Time and time again, he's fast enough. He can recover. He can he can win aerial duels, which is interesting um, yeah. because he seem he's seemingly small. But I don't know. I saw enough out of him last year to think he's fine to to deploy it right back. So what's your concern in the lineup right now, positionally? Um, how the midfield is going to work. Providing Franco comes in, then I'm good on defense. But how the midfield work is would be my next um, question because we saw great things out of Moreno. Heinemann really dropped off last year, but I'm wondering how much of that was COVID. And how does Ibarra and Sosa fit in? And I guess, um, um, who's the British guy? Jackson you. Conway. No, not Jackson Conway in the midfield. Uh, in the midfield, it's he's. Jeez, um, Louise, this is so terrible. See, yeah. Even, even though no you Adams. followed it, you're still no. No Adams is out for four or five weeks because oh, he right. had yeah. hernia um, surgery. But Rosetto, I mean, how how do these guys coalesce together? I'm hoping it's going to be a much better. I'm hoping we see a 
a brand new Rosetto that we we did not see last year. Um, part of that, I think, was the DeBoer and then Stephen Glass. We saw flashes of it, go. though. I mean, we we certainly saw flashes of ability and skill out of him, I felt like. Yeah, I think we did here and there, but I mean, that's... Not consistently, but we didn't see anything consistently last year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think because I remember when he was coming in, everyone was pretty hyped about him and he put in, he scored a goal against Birmingham Legion in the preseason and um, we were excited about him, but he, I mean, he just didn't, wasn't, he didn't have the opportunities or the things to to put it all together. So, so to see how all those guys, who's going to be, who's going to replace Jeff Lorenowitz, uh, stalwart, who's going to choke slam, um red bulls players i'm i'm less worried about lorenowitz being gone honestly i mean i think getting i i think we'll certainly miss his seniority in the locker room but i think that players that again the the two most prominent players that have been here since day one will fill that role being joseph joseph in particular and uh Guzan in the locker room, I, I think will take on that role uh, going into this season, which brings me to my next question, which is who do you think will be captain this year? Have they, they I mean, I don't think they've said anything about that yet. Have they? It's gotta I be mean, Joseph. I would think so too. Well, Guzan's been the I captain and Guzan's for a been, while. It, yeah. I mean, he has been whatever uh, Lorenowitz hasn't been in. I would really like to see only because because Gozan's going to be at the bottom of the field. Joseph's going to be at the top of the field. I'd really like to see a player like Moreno, um, kind of be that be that marshal in the midfield and, and earn that captain's armband because he's going to be man. more. He's going to be more in the mix. He's going to be seeing what's going on. He's going to be um, down in the trenches in the midfield trying to get things up from. Um, the bottom of the midfield up to the top. So, but I think Joseph has the innate ability to bring the best out of everybody because he's so driven naturally at that position and what he wants to bring. And his, again, just his tenure with the team, that would be my bet at least this year. And maybe that passes on somehow or whatever. But, um, interested to see what people would think in the trap too. It sounds like a couple of people have said Guzan Bryan and Elliot Beaven and Austin Lanier has, has also Guzan, but, uh, Tim, you said you, you think Joseph as well. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it, I guess it depends. I mean, Brad Guzan was vice captain, right. Under, yeah. um, under Frank last year. And then I guess was third in the mix the year before. Um, but, new manager i i don't know it's it's tough it is definitely one well of those- it's also i guess for me too it's like i think so much of the captain's responsibility is off the pitch as much as it is on the pitch and so like i think joseph is going to have more of a rapport and relationship inside the locker room, particularly with South American players than Brad Guzan would. Yeah. Kevin Escobar makes the point that uh, Joseph is going to smack a ref before talking them down from a card. So, but also I feel like Joseph is going to be in the run of play in more circumstances to actually have a conversation with the ref more so than Guzan would be running all the way out 
from the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's not, it's certainly not unheard of, but just a minor thing to think about. I do like the shout for Moreno. I think Moreno is going to be one of our most important. It's he, nobody's ever going to surpass Joseph in importance on this team as long as he's on the team. But I think Moreno's right behind him in terms of importance and in, in his run of form for the season. I think he's going to be the anchor for this team. I think he showed last year too flashes of brilliance and just hard work. And I think he endeared himself. He endeared himself to me a, a great deal. And I, I'm sure he did for the rest of the fan base too, because he's got, he's got the tough uh, hard nosed grit that Alpharetta dad is looking for. He's got the flash and the playmaking that, you know, the modern uh, midtown fan is looking for. And I, I just think, I, I, yeah. I like that shout, though, Dan. I, d- I definitely think that the the midfield captaincy is is something that should be more prevalent. I think that makes um, sense. Yeah. yeah, they're probably. I think they'll probably just keep it with Guzan because then you're yeah you're taking it from him and giving it to no, someone that else. Makes sense. And I think that's yeah. a kind of a shitty thing to do. <laughs> A dick yeah. move. <laughs> it's kind of a dick move. Um, it's kind of a dick move. Como se dice dick move? In <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Um, I So if Guzan... I'm expecting Guzan to play out the uh, season, but I'm part That's of me it, feels right? like this is his last, his last, last year. Yeah, I think so too. Do you I'd think... Say, do you think... It, so another question. Do you think Atlanta goes after another keeper, or do you think they upgrade Alec Can to their starting keeper next year if Guzan leaves? So we've got so our keeper depth chart right now is Guzan, Can or Guzan? and Can, Finally. and, and then, then Ben, ben Lundgaard. So Can is thirty now. So I think oh he gone that ain't gonna be his role. I think in a pinch, like if Guzan gets sent off or injured or just needs to rotate for. Um, the amount of games can's going to go in, but if anything, like, I don't know, it's, Man, I'm it's sure so at some that... point they're going to look to get Lungard in there. And then in the twos, we've got the, um, Rios Nova who came in, who's a U 22 Argentine national player, um, who came in was part of the deal with Lanus when, when, um, uh, Moreno came in. So he's down there as well. He's, so everyone's kind of thinking, and I'm thinking anyway, that he's probably our future if he can establish himself. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think Can's going to step in when Guzan is not playing. It's so sad that the, the age-old debate is going to be retired mm-hmm. before we know it. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be. I mean, how old is how old is Brad Guzan now? He's like thirty six, something like that. Guzan is thirty six. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Good job, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for being so patronizing, Dan. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Thirty six for a keeper. I mean, how long did? It's not like he's dealt with injuries or anything like that. I mean, 36 for a keeper is not a good point. super old. I mean, you think about I mean, I'm not putting him in the same class as Gigi Buffon and Oliver Kahn and, and them, but I mean, those guys play. I mean, Petr Cech played probably till he was like near 40. Jens Lehmann till he was near 40. Pepe Reina was still playing probably near 40. Um, How old's Allison? Allison's uh, 28, I think. Oh. Oh, so he hasn't reached his prime yet. That's, no, that's he's sub 30. Yeah. Um, he might be, he might be younger than that, but, um, 
No, he's 28 years old. I'm on the money tonight. I, I got goalkeeper ages, uh, ages in, you know, all in my brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about Mike German's comment about how Heinemann's going to be good it's and everybody's going to be mad? Yeah, you're right. German. Yeah, he's, I, <laughs> he said, uh, I want to get this right. Heinemann is going to be good again and everyone is going to be mad about it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, well, I mean – we don't I think one of you guys mentioned his his COVID spell maybe last year and maybe that that thwarting his his form because he started off with that banger against Nashville. Uh, I mean, it looked like maybe things were looking up. Um, he was becoming Ronald Pena's favorite player and all the parceros were wearing the jersey. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, man, uh, I got to get back into all the lingo and all the trash talk. Oh, yeah. Refamiliarized with the whole heavy back into the culture. Podcast wars. I know, man. I've been out of Reignite. the loop for so long. It's been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's actually probably a good shout. I think um, he might be getting deployed in a more of a more of an attacking role, right? Um, I think so. I think that's where we've seen him. I mean, the two games that spring to mind are Nashville, because you said it, and um, the Campioni's Cup game, because right. he. Uh, I feel like the attacking role is is more of the midfield that he that he role that he wants to play it's how do we fit everyone in like are we it seems like it's more well it seems like it could be more of a, a three-man midfield but we we will see with how how gabby wants to run it who is that who's that three-man midfield for you because the front three has got to be joseph jurgen dam and barco right are we oh, yeah. are yeah, we until we get that agree, 33 million on that? you got barco on the left joseph in the middle and dam feeding crosses into joseph oh my god i can't wait for that um, who's your midfield? Cause you're right. It is going to be a midfield three and I don't know enough about Sosa and I don't know enough about, about Ibarra to know whether or not one of those guys can anchor that, di- that, that triangle in the midfield. Do you, and, and do do you that. assume that Joseto's in the midfield as well? I don't, I think he's kind of down the pecking order to be honest. Okay. So I, man, I don't know. It's it's kind of just how do you see how do the the battles go in midfield? So my so I'm going to have Moreno as my ten slot, right? So he's going to be the top, and then depending on I think as a I'm assuming Sosa is going to be the the CDM, the Jeff Lorenowitz role, who at a pinch can drop drop in between the C, the um, center backs or even range forward just a little bit. But then it's like that third guy who's going to be like either a support role in attack or defense, or is he going to be just more of a general midfielder? And Ibarra is very young. He's 19, but he's a bulldog, man. He will just run for days um, and be very aggressive. Kind of someone like um, Carlos Carmona was, was like, who we loved. So I feel like that third role could be situational it could be based on the opponent with who does it but i'm thinking that hyman is going to be that guy and rosetto has got to force his way in there and abara also has to as well so to me those moreno and sosa are going to be the even i mean i've never i've seen sosa's highlight reels a whole bunch of times but that's my gut instinct based on the value that we've paid for both of those in terms of transfer fees. Um, so it's going to be that, to me, it's going to be that third guy who switches out, but probably what's going to happen is something completely different. 
Goma saying Moreno, Rosie, and Ibarra. Uh, Mike Kaman saying Dam isn't a lock in my in his opinion. Um, what do you think about Dam? What do you think about the front front three? Unless you want to talk more about the midfield. No, I mean, I I I was very impressed with his play whenever he was healthy last year, especially whenever he started getting kind of ingrained into the team. I think he's fast; he can stop on a dime. His crosses seem fine, and uh, especially, you know, you have decent crosses into Joseph Martinez. He's going to make him look even better. Um, yeah, I I love it. I, I think he's he's a great player to have on the wing. He's definitely more direct than than say uh, Barco on the left side, but. You know, we've talked in years past about having that variety on your wings is it, it can be pretty dangerous. I don't know about you guys. So I think Dam is going to be the starter from day one. And I think then it's going to be either uh, probably Eric Lopez's role to cement himself to maybe supplant Dam. Um based on just because Joseph is going to... So they're listed both as center forwards, but I'm pretty sure Lopez has played on the wing here and there. Um, no, just in a forward role. So kind maybe... A forgotten man, honestly. Yeah, so, I mean, he's behind, like, a lot. He's behind um, Lissandro Lopez and... Or I saw it as Elo and Lilo, so that's how I'll go for, forward with it. And then Jackson Conway's in there as well. So, and you have to think based off of his performances, right? That Jackson Conway's got to be in the mix to be backing up Joseph directly, right? I would think so. Um, there's a lot of it, it's not why promote him a lot of you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean, and Elo's still young enough that he could potentially play in a wider role or more do of a roaming, um, a roaming, roaming role. So, all right. What do you think? Are we okay if we move on to something else, or do we want to go through? Uh, oh, well, I didn't even see Doma's quote um, comment there, but Barco. I feel like it's a big decision for my boy Barquita. A big season for my got, boy Barquita. Gotta get that thirty-five gotta mil. Get, gotta squeeze every Whoa. inch of Nobody blood out. Nobody said thirty-five. Stone. Nobody said thirty-five. <laughs> Quit moving but, the goalposts. It's 30. <laughs> so I think inflation, Tim. Bond yields are up. You've got to account for that with your tendies. What but are why, you doing? GMC, why aren't you wearing your GameStop and Barco to the moon? <laughs> why aren't you wearing your Matthew Lesko like question mark jacket? God, you forgot Dogecoin, Kev. <laughs> So what I think Barco needs is to not play any international duty with Argentina. Don't go to the Olympics. Don't play any qualifying <laughs> games. Don't play any U.S. You need to stay under one guy in Gabby Heinze and develop and put all your eggs into that one basket, all your energy into Atlanta United and get him better. Otherwise, you're not going to go anywhere, mate. I mean, people know you. Clubs around the world know who you are. They've scouted you and then have gone, okay, well, never mind. I mean, <laughs> he's got to make noise in Atlanta United. Otherwise, it's... Otherwise, Dan's wrong. And otherwise, we won't live with it because Kevin was right. Other, and that's not a world <laughs> we want to live in. 
That's not a world we want to live in. Uh, so it's a huge, um, it's a huge season for Barco. Uh, he's for you. <laughs> me and Barco, yeah, we're intertwined. It's I've a made, huge season I've made for you link. and Barco. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I can count in the past like 20 years. I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've conceded Kevin was right and was happy about it. <laughs> It didn't regret it. I, I count on two hands. His, his, his one, and his the other. <laughs> oh god! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh man! Oh, uh, Joe Johnson's in here. Awesome. Too. Uh, Joe Johnson. I'm gonna have to give him a shout out because I don't know how he stays so positive on Twitter all the time. Um. It's he must have inspiring. posts turned off. He must just be tweeting from his phone, like SMS, like the old style of tweeting. He's just sending them in and then just not what, looking like, at with anything. T9 or it's like, did you guys never do that? <laughs> Predictive like, text. I in the in the early days of Twitter in college, I would just I would tweet by sending a text message to Twitter and not yeah. even be reading shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only way to do it. Just don't read the oh. comments. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what else is new? Zaxby's came out with a chicken sandwich. It's pretty awesome. The Still spicy Zax sauce is the shit. The Wendy's jalapeno popper chicken sandwich it left much to be desired. Ugh. Yeah. That's a bummer. Fudge brownie M and M's are fantastic. Okay. I've had those. That's They're very much. I have not even seen those. It is little. Your Debbie diabetes Cos- can't handle it. Yeah. That's, it's little that's Debbie. true. <laughs> Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies inside of an M&M shell. It's pretty fantastic. So how do they compare with peanut M&Ms? I mean, peanut M&Ms are a classic. Um, they always come in in a pinch. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to answer. If I if I When I'm faced with a choice at the gas station on a trip, I choose the fudge brownie M&Ms. No, I you choose... Don't. You just buy both. Yeah. Yeah, because usually, like, usually we stop at Pilot and it's like two two king sizes for two bucks. I'm like, I, I'm gonna lose money if I don't get this. That I also crispy, dis- crispy I was gonna say I also discovered that my ten uh, year old palate did, could not distinguish between bugles and 3D Doritos until they came back and I got them and realized they were always bugles to begin with. No, they weren't. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You're absolutely wrong. I, 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 I absolutely. You're a year believe. older than me, and somehow you've got all this wisdom to remember exactly what uh-huh. they were. <laughs> I refuse to let you tell me that the original 3D Doritos, the jalapeno cheddar ones, they, they changed the dusting, but the no. the foundation remains unchanged. No, it is very much. It is very much a different chip. Frito-Lay took the easy way out. <laughs> they put an end on a bugle and then re-released it as 3D Doritos. It is it is very, very disappointing. Oh, man. Um, so me and my son uh, found the best chip in the world. Um, and those are Zappos voodoo chips. There's nothing oh, else compared yeah. to do it. It's, a, it's, not even, it's not even a point in having conversations with people about it anymore. The they've got a crawfish one that's pretty good too. Oh, oh really? I, yeah, the problem I have with Zappos is they are so greasy. 
so greasy. That's what makes them good. <laughs> yeah, but they do like free one night <laughs> shipping or one day shipping on shoes. So it's all right. No, what else? What you, else? You call what? them Zappos, Kevin. Sorry. What, what have we? What have we spent? Oh, I got it, Tim. Oh, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have we spent the past five months on? Anybody been watching anything? Ted Lasso, since we're recording this show. I, I, Tim's heard me talk about it in every conversation I've been in with him over the past month, I feel like. So fucking good. Football is live! <laughs> so good. Yeah, so I still haven't watched it. Um, yeah, too. love Ted Lasso. I felt like it's what 2020 needed. Yeah. Um, so I'll admit... First episode, hated it. I was like, oh, fucking British thing. Yep, there's a red tail, the red uh, phone boot that nobody uses. And yeah, <laughs> everyone's calling biscuits, cookies, all that sort of shit. <laughs> here we and go. It was again. just like, Time oh, here we go. What is this? What is this? The fucking holiday or something? Um, so, hated it. Hated it. And the thing is, I wanted to hate it as well. And then I watched the second episode. I'm like, oh. I feel like it's our friendship summed okay. up in that way. Like That's the first right. Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I watched the third episode. I'm like, damn, this is just <laughs> my heart out. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really guess. feel like that summed up the past nine years of our relationship. That's right. That's yeah, awesome. it took yeah, first three years, fucking hated him. <laughs> <laughs> hated him so much I had to get out of the job that I was working to move yep. to another firm entirely to not be able to do <laughs> and, it. And now I can't live without him. <laughs> it's complete uh Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Hang out more that you guys don't work together now. Oh, um that's great. Um, we do need to watch Ted Lasso. We've been burning through Brooklyn Nine Nine though, and we're we're like seven and a half season, or we're into this half. We're halfway like through the seventh season, I think. And it's fantastic. I don't know why I never watched that show. And yeah, it's good. It's it's very watch. much just like there's no bad episode. I don't think. Yeah, I can't point to any season and be like, oh, that it was bad, or like you know, because there's no. Yeah, whatever. It's not like like with New Girl, there were these love arcs that ended up ruining seasons, and you just don't. I don't know. You don't have that with yeah. Brooklyn Nine. We were watching a lot of murder documentaries, though. That's that's yeah. a thing in our house. The murder of uh, among the Mormons, that Netflix documentary. Oh, is that good? Oh, it's fucking great. We just we finished it today. Um, it is. It's so good. I had a few. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was going to say, I am probably like 20 years behind everyone, but I started watching The Wire. I'm now, I just finished season two, and it's the best TV show I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have cell phones. Well, they do, uh, but they're like yeah. just coming in. It's yeah. it's nuts, things like that, but it's, it's a very well. It's kind of like Breaking Bad, where it was just on the cusp of it. Yeah. 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 But um, one of my favorite... Uh, podcast is jesse thorne it's his favorite show and um so i managed to sit down and watch it and now i'm hooked on it love it let's see what everybody else is in the trap uh wandavision had a few that was another one that we we really enjoyed as well um what else was there uh the expanse from domer um oh shit it's omar (laughs) resident alien Oh no! This is this podcast is going to end me just in the wire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it was great. All right, what else? What else, Tim? I know you got some news. Yeah, I'm going to be a dad in July. Boom! Fuck yeah. Hey, Angie and I are expecting our first baby girl middle of July, and I could not be happier. That's awesome, man. You guys yeah, gonna it's be very exciting. Parent. Yeah, it's been... Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's been great news. What about so, you, Kevin? Something something else on your end, too. Yeah, we're recording for the first time in five months. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. No, uh, got engaged this past weekend. Really, really excited. So Awesome. It only took a global shutdown and 30 years to make it happen. And, uh, I'm so happy it did. But, um, but yeah, really, really excited. I mean, that's what people have been doing in the pandemic, getting engaged and making babies. <laughs> that's it, man. It's like if we can if we can get through this, we can get through anything. Let's <laughs> ride this thing into the ground. And in, in reality, it turns out it's the opposite about the babies, though. It's like, uh-oh, uh, yeah, we have yeah. a population oh, crisis that's yeah, coming. Exactly. Not- <laughs> that is a good point that uh, Doma is making. Uh, that baby is going to have gorgeous hair. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Thank oh you. yeah, because with yeah. you and Angie, I mean, well, and luckily, moly. and luckily, she can learn from her mother and already know what product to put into it. Right. <laughs> out, out yeah, no jump. kidding. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Because I, um, otherwise, she's gonna be going with me to the barbershop to get fades once this. Uh... <laughs> I don't, I don't think Angie's gonna let let you do that too. <laughs> Oh, uh, I might. She'll have the low cut Caesar with a D wave in it, please. Um, <laughs> oh man! And uh, yeah, no, yeah. The, we're gonna have a lot of people asking to tease tease that baby's hair. To I'm gonna tease that hair to the moon. So, uh, yeah. Do you know the gender of the baby? Yeah. Oh. I totally we're missed that. We're all silent because I want to make a joke, but I'm not going to. They know the yes. sex of the baby. We're having a girl. We're yeah. having a baby girl. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I can't wait. It's crazy how early we found out. We did the genetic, uh, like the genetic screening, the blood screening, like 10 weeks in. And we found out, found out before Christmas. So. Yeah. Pretty All right, Dan. Now top those. Let's hear it. What's you got? <laughs> well... I've been buying Dogecoin at GameStop, and I'm a millionaire. <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing. 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 Um, uh, AMC started its AMC started its its ascent back to the moon today, and I'm very happy moon. about that. To the moon. Uh, to there the was moon. some penny stock that they were talking about on Reddit today. Can't remember what it was. Ooh, Kevin Escobar. I think still think Kevin is a good name for a girl. I, yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. No, I think you guys just go go with the lean into the last name. You've got to name it some sort of a name it name her some sort of a girl uh, herb name. So yeah, basil, uh, rosemary, her name's Marge, Marge. It's short <laughs> for marjoram. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the um, the the card that you sent out was awesome. That's yeah, so good, yeah. man. So With good. the rosemary, yeah. it was fantastic. Not me. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was my wife's doing. Yeah, a little yeah. scratch. I will, yeah, I will say that was that was one of the few times over the past few months that just broke me down was getting the uh, the mailer and all that. So these are these are good things because they they make you stop and just make you think about 
everything that's not shit you know no definitely definitely oh, yeah for sure it's um yeah oh man i feel like that's oh. what this podcast is right like it, it, i think it gives us a reason to stop every monday night and realize all the things that aren't shit including mm-hmm. getting to spend time with you guys and everybody in the trap too so. yeah and it, it's okay to drink on a monday night you know exactly you know my top one of the good things that came out of the past five months is i've drank a lot less even though i've kept buying bourbon so my tolerance is at an all-time low, which couldn't be better for this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, this guy, we we got these. Uh, we got one of the variety packs of Lacroix from Costco the other day. Key lines right up there with limoncello. It's just it's just green Skittles, man. Yeah, it is. Holy shit, you're right. I know it's, I'm right. It's green it's fucking Skittles is what it is. It's so good. And it, and it has like this, it's like the limoncello where it has this kind of sweet, it's like like a creamy type flavor to it to go it with the- green Skittles. I don't know. It's it's so good though. It green is Skittles. it is fantastic. Um, yeah. You're, you're like me with lumber with that bourbon. I just keep collecting- yeah. <laughs> collecting yeah. stuff oh so speaking of that um we'll record again next week but you want to tell people about what you got going on next weekend if they're oh, interested god. i know you've been talking it's, about it it's on next weekend you just put the fear of god in me uh um, welcome yeah no i will be uh uh selling my wares my wood my wood wares at uh a little neighborhood market called in a Yardi. different context than some of you may be used to. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll have like cutting boards and charcuterie boards and um, coasters, and then mallets, woodworking mallets, and probably a couple other things for sale. Uh, it's going to be in Candler Park on the twenty seventh from ten a.m. to two p.m. Uh, hopefully, we're going into you know weather's been fantastic lately. Um, so hopefully, it'll be. He says warm. right before it starts storming tomorrow, which is really great. Yeah. <laughs> mask up and uh come come hang out angie's gonna be helping me out with uh being my booth helper after all the times of me doing that returning the favor so yeah <laughs> richard gore <laughs> finally tried one the other day don't know how you guys drink that shit <laughs> gotta ease into it man like start with something oh yeah i thought he was talking about bourbon okay never mind I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's talking about LaCroix. Oh, okay. Gotta, well, never mind. Forget you got to start with say. like a lemon. No, I agree. You've got to. If you don't like drink. that, then you're definitely not going to like it. Exactly. <laughs> I really like the uh, the Waterloo ones, the blueberry. Waterloo is good. It has a lot, like, I think it has a lot more essence in it, right? Like it's a little stronger flavor. You know me, Tim. I'm an essence man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> essence of insulin. Evanescence. Right, yeah. <laughs> Evanescence. Oh, I can't. Oh, have you guys watched Evanescence the musical? It's on. Oh uh, my god! It's on Disney Plus. Shut up! You're <laughs> such an idiot. Starring Lucy Lawless as the girl from Evanescence. <laughs> it's called Wake Me Up Inside. Uh, oh my god! Mm. No, he said the bourbon he can't get with. So oh. yeah, in that case, you got to ease into it. Start with cocktails, and then you work up to the straight stuff. So, so start with like whiskey sours, whiskey ginger, stuff like that. Kind of get a taste for it. Then you cut it back. Maybe try one of the like 
flavored bourbons, which I'm not a fan of in hindsight. Well, some of them, like I eased, that's how I kind of got eased into it was like, instead of doing some of like drinking it straight, like the, um, like the, what is it? Like the turkey honey or whatever. Yeah. I remember you talking about honey. honey Yeah. 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 So like some of them get a little heavy handed on it, but they have some other ones that aren't so bad. And then you just slowly, and then you get into old fashions and then you'll start drinking it and eat before no time. So it's a whole process. Get to appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. I'm over here just making my fake, my fake uh, bourbon cocktails. It just looks like bourbon. Or it looks actually it probably looks more like craft beer, I guess. Dark craft beer. But the LaCroix and then like a a, a Weiler's uh uh like sweet tea lemonade drink mix packet. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. fucking good. Yeah. There you go. It's just like making a like a bubbly Arnold Palmer. It's it's fantastic. Ooh. Nothing like spending three hundred bucks to be able to enjoy a pastime. <laughs> <laughs> i've started getting into tequila so i'm trying to drink some of that i had we had a tequila tasting the other week and uh we tried the nice one we tried the well they were all nice but the expensive one we tried was uh, jose cuervo reserva which was an extra añejo and i swear to god i was like this is bourbon this is not tequila so it was fantastic so Good. I did some. So I did a similar thing where I deviated last year or just before last year. Like I got really into tiki cocktails, and mm-hmm. so as a result, I got really into rums. And there's a lot of single barrel rums and stuff like that too, which I'm like, oh, this is just bourbon. It's just a. It's just tastes kind of like rum instead of like bourbon but yeah very very similar trajectory for me as well so uh, we'll have to we'll have to exchange notes on uh tequila and rum i i've had speaking of tequila though the espalone barrel aged tequila oh nice that's aged in bourbon barrels i really really enjoyed that if you if you managed to get a get your hands on that so espalone no i have to yeah, have to yeah. look at that one your yeah. privilege is showing, Kevin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I looked at Costco and it's like, you know, you can get that um, Don Julio 1942, which is supposed to be like another one that's similar to, like it's an extra Añejo. So it's like 140 bucks. And I'm like, oh, do I buy that or buy, do I buy the new Atlanta United kit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Domer has a good point too about Mescal. Like, oh, that, right. Yeah. 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 No, I I've got to get into that. that. I tried before I got into tequila. I didn't really care for tequila. And then I had a mezcal and I was like, what? This is the worst thing in the world. Smoky <laughs> tequila. Um, but now I think I have a more of an appreciation that, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Doma. I should get into some mezcal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else, boys? Right. Right in an hour. I'm Six excited minutes. to be back. Excited to be back with all of you guys. Um, Me too. I don't know what what are we what are we thinking? When when's the so, first preseason game? Um, oh my gosh, I'm not sure when the preseason games. The first game that matters though is um against Wednesday. Yeah, no, Wednesday right. for Champions League. Oh, that that's we right. That's right. Earned our place into on the sixth of April. 
down okay. there in the away leg, and then we have them back at home on April 13th. So that's going to be – I'm really interested to see because it, I think we've only got one of the four preseason games that is going to stream through the team's website. The rest are all closed door. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how we've progressed when in that When did you say one. that first game was? April 6th. Okay, so what do you think about two weeks? That'd be like the 29th, and that'd be the week before the game. I mean, unless something major breaking comes out, and then after that, you know, back to regularly scheduled programming. That Tim, that gets you through the festival and everything else too, because I know that you want to focus on that and um, give us a little bit more to talk about maybe. So two weeks and then back to regularly scheduled programming. You guys okay with that? Sounds good to me. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you guys heard it here first. Thank you so much um, for for checking in with us and for always sticking around, even though we haven't been in here for five months. Uh, If you want to get notifications whenever we do go live, if we go on another extended hiatus, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button with the bell icon to get notifications whenever we go live. Um, No matter what you do, be sure to leave some number of stars, a rating, a review, a comment. And if there are any ratings or reviews, we will read them aloud on the show. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time. As always, Before Dark. Sweet.